Find this podcast and others like it at the number one new media network, Podshow.com. Better, Better, faster, faster, stronger. stronger. And now with new minty fresh scent. The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 20, Part 2 of Gideon. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Last week on the show, we started the story of Gideon from Judges chapter 6. This week, we'll be continuing on with Judges chapter 7. As you remember from last week, Gideon was chosen somewhat reluctantly to be the judge who would deliver God's people Israel from the Midianites. And last week, we focused on Gideon's fear and somewhat reluctance to take on the job and God's patience with him. Let's read from Judges 7. Early in the morning, drew Baal, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moray. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men to deliver Midian into their hands, in order that Israel may not boast against me that their own strength has saved her. Announce now to the people, Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So twenty-two thousand men left, while ten thousand remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will sift them for you there. If I say, This one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say, This one should not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, Separate those who lap the water with their tongues, like a dog, from those who kneel down to drink. Three hundred men lapped with their hands to their mouths. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other men go, each to his own place. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites to their tents, but kept three hundred, who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. We'll continue the story in a minute here, but let's stop here for a second to look at what this is going on. So Gideon was already reluctant to do this, but finally he saw that God was really calling him to do it, despite the fact that he said he was the smallest of the littlest tribe of Israel. And he calls the alarm and 32,000 men say, yes, we'll we'll fight with Gideon and we'll take on the Midianites. Imagine Gideon's surprise when God says, no, that's way too many. What? <laughs> what do you mean, that's too many men? No, no, if you go with 32,000 and you defeat the Midianites, you'll think that you did it. You'll think that it was your strength that saved you. So God says, that's way too many for what I have in mind. First, send everybody who's afraid home. And about two-thirds of them leave, and he's still got 10,000 left. And God says, you still got too many. You're still going to think that it was you. And so let me pick among the men. And finally, he separates 300. So we went from 32,000 down to 300. So Gideon was already reluctant to do this. And now he's going with 1% of the force that showed up to fight the Midianites. So you might suspect that Gideon is still a little reluctant. And you'd be right as we carry on here in Judges 7. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. During the night, the Lord said to Gideon, Get up, 
go down against the camp because I am going to give it into your hands. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant, Purah, and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Purah, his servant, went down to the outposts of the camp. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley thick as locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, This can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped God. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, Get up! The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Divide the three hundred into three companies. He placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all, with torches inside. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets... Then from all around the camp blow yours and shout, For the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars. Grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpets they were to blow, they shouted, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. With the three hundred trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their own swords. The army fled to Beth Shittah towards Zerorah, as far as the borders of Abel Mahola, near Tabath. Israelites from Naphtali, Asher, and all of Manasseh were called out, and they pursued the Midianites. Gideon sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites and seize the waters of the Jordan ahead of them as far as Beth Barah. So all of the men of Ephraim were called out, and they took the waters of the Jordan as far as Beth Barah. They also captured two of the Midianite leaders, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb and Zeb at the winepress of Zeb. And then the they pursued the Midianites and brought the heads of Orab and Zeb to Gideon, who was by the Jordan. So we notice that the Lord says, if you're still afraid, go down to the camp and listen to what's going on there. And he goes down to the camp, so therefore we can imply that Gideon was still afraid. Well, sure he was afraid. There were 32,000 men with him, which probably wasn't enough, and God said it was too many, and so now he's with 300 men, and so God says, but hang on a second, I'm working. And so he sends Gideon down to the camp, and Gideon gets to hear what's going on in the camp. And God is sowing fear in the Midianites. He's giving them bad dreams and interpretations, and they've heard of Gideon, and they've heard that he raised this army. Probably this word had gotten out about this army he'd raised. They don't know that he only has 300 men now, that he sent most of them home. And so they hear Gideon and his servant of the fear that is spreading in the Midianites' camp, the fear that is spreading of Gideon. And so he comes back to his camp, and he is reassured that God is preparing the way. And so their plan, and the plan that God had, and 32,000 was too much for this, is confusion. And so in the middle of the night, suddenly, this cry goes up, these torches show all around the Midianite camp, these trumpets sound, and the cry goes out that Gideon is here, that one that you're afraid of is here, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. 
And in the panic, basically the Midianites start fighting each other. And in this way, then God defeats the Midianites. And he's made it clear to Gideon here, through this whole weeding down of the forces to 300, that this is not something that is you defeating them, it's God defeating them. It's the sword of the Lord, end of Gideon. And probably the lesson there for us is that it's not so much the numbers. Do we have the resources? Do we have the people that we need to get done what God wants to get done? But what is it that God wants us to get done? What is it that he is calling us to do? Because the resources that we have will be enough for whatever plan that God is calling us to, if if it's what he desires. And I think one of the reasons that I love the story of Gideon is that Gideon is a hero I can relate to. He is not so heroic that I can't see God using me. He is one of those reluctant heroes for sure, but also he comes across even a little timid at first. And so I think one of the reasons that God chooses to use people like Gideon in the Bible is that when we look back at it, we go, well, maybe if God can use Gideon, he could use me. So maybe it's not Midianites to defeat, but maybe there's some other battle that God wants me to fight or some other mission that God has for me. But if God can use Gideon, maybe he can use me. And I think that's one of the stories that we really need to get out of this story of Gideon here, is that God calls us, equips us, and sees through what it is that he wants to do to success. And with that, we'll end the Bible Study Podcast today. If you have any questions, you can go to the BibleStudyPodcast.com and post comments, or you can send me an email at host at com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The best and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry. Your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus. So ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.